welcome to Give Me Fiction. My name is Ivan Hernandez, and I'll be your host. Each month at Give Me Fiction, some of the finest minds in comedy, literature, and the arts write pieces based on a theme. Each week on this podcast, we deliver one of those readings to the listening public. This episode, we have a story I wrote for the erotic fan fiction show Shipwreck, which takes place at the Booksmith in San Francisco. At a non-specific GMF, I read a piece of Hunger Games fan fiction about a writer of Hunger Games fan fiction in an informed opinion. Katniss maneuvered her full pink lips around Peta's turgid member and steadfastly sucked the tracker jacker venom from his... The letters trailed off as Rebecca kneaded her clit with one hand and slammed on the keyboard with the other. Loudly coming with all the drama of the community theater at which she'd teched 15 separate productions of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. She closed the Word document which housed her semi-erotic fantasies and leaned back in her chair, sipping from the snifter of Mountain Dew Code Red, which marked her almost ceremonial evenings directing the lives of her favorite characters. Her phone buzzed, a text message from Cynthia, the woman she'd met at a workshop entitled Singlehood in Your Forties. The wasteland is barren, not you. The message read, X stole my car with that book you lent me in it. Bad news is he totaled the car, but good news is we're back together. She sighed and pulled up the purple sweatpants, which had caused the neighborhood children to refer to her as the unfuckable Hulk. At the local generic independent bookstore, Brian finished delivering a long, well-supported argument for why the comic book section should be renamed graphic novels. His manager sighed and relented, remembering that Brian's almost self-hating willingness to work long hours for minimum wage was worth the occasional impassioned plea to stock misogynistic young adult space operas and dime store fantasy novels whose covers featured helpless women in the jaws of giant snakes and muscled barbarians who clenched swords as tightly as they clenched assholes. The manager promised to get right on that and retired to the back room he called his happy place, where he kept a bottle of wild turkey, an unloaded revolver, and a posthumously signed copy of the Journals of Spalding Gray. Behind the. A lot of Spalding Gray fans in the crowd tonight. <laughs> oh! You had to learn this way. Oh, no. Oh, oh. I really shouldn't have been booked to play the Spalding Gray convention. It's a sad convention, Jack. That's one sad convention. Behind the register, Brian pondered how impressed his sequential art appreciation news group would be when the copy of The Hunger Games slid towards him. Rebecca looked into the clerk's wet, beady eyes. Brian felt long, dormant emotions spring to life, and he expressed them the only way he knew how. Patronizing condescension. You know, that's just a ripoff of Battle Royale, he said in that lilt common to nerds, which sounded as if a question without its question mark. No, Rebecca shouted, scaring herself with the sheer emotion expressed where usually there was such paucity. I mean, there's so much more to the books than just teenagers murdering each other with medieval weaponry. It's about a young, sullen girl's transformation into a mature, <laughs> sullen woman. It's about loving men who make food, who are also named after the food they make. 
It's about the power of the individual to affect the world on a grand scale by shooting arrows at politicians. <laughs> on this last sentence, Brian felt a stirring deep within his testicles, where dwelled his libertarianism. <laughs> they stared at each other for 30 seconds, which doesn't seem like a long time, but felt eons to the customer in line behind them who wanted nothing more than to go home and read the new issue of Artfully Composed Black Butts Quarterly. <laughs> Do you want to go to my house? I have soda and pillows there. Yes, Brian said, not understanding the juxtaposition of soda and pillows. In the lobby of her apartment, an old Russian woman with a glass eye cursed at them, angrily pointing at the clerk's protruding erection until they entered the elevator. <laughs> you have to get into the door quick or my cattle escape, Rebecca said, the words causing Brian's engorged cock to grow even longer to its full might of four inches. In her studio, they made out wet and sloppy. He kissed her like no man had ever kissed her because no man had ever kissed her. They undressed, Brian's tall, gangly body reeled with grade school-era chickenpox scars. Beneath Rebecca's billowy, non-gendered cotton work shirt was a body that was built for a job it had never gotten to accomplish. All the wasted potential of an unexploded atom bomb. Brian had never seen a more beautiful woman naked because he had never seen a beautiful woman naked. And they had sex. The confused yet optimistic sex of two people who had no idea what they were doing and no idea how they were supposed to do it. Fingers prodded balls with the technical precision of an alien autopsy. Fat, hairy pussy lips were spread apart and spat into in a scene reminiscent of the many locks of the Panama Canal. Four hours and three cum shots later, they laid beside each other. Is there anything else I can do for you? He asked. He'd already accomplished her request of sticking the middle three fingers of his right hand into her gaping asshole while calling her the girl on fire. She pondered. If she was going to have a future with this man boy, there was something she needed to know. I just want you to explain why you like Battle Royale so much, she said. Oh, I, I haven't seen it, actually, he admitted sheepishly, or read the manga. The amount of emphasis he put The amount of emphasis he put on pronouncing manga correctly caused her vagina to unconsciously dry. What? Th th then how can you say Hunger Games is a ripoff? You don't need to be informed to have an informed opinion, he said in that same nerdish lilt from earlier. Rebecca stewed processing these new feelings. You know, there is something, she said and rummaged around in her underwear drawer. She brandished a foot-long dildo, like the kind of thing an ape would toss into the air at the dawn of man. Is that... Is, is that wood, he asked? It's mahogany, she asserted. And, and I've wanted to do this for a while, but always needed another person. From her closet, she removed a bow and arrow. She affixed the headless arrow to an attachment on the flat end of the dildo. Oh, wow, he said, as she waved her dildo arrow like a fuckable Hawkeye. <laughs> that seems like fun, but I don't know how to shoot a bow. Rebecca notched the arrow and pulled the string back. You're not the one doing the shooting. The end.
You can find Shipwreck online at booksmith.com slash shipwreck. Give Me Fiction's live show happens the first Sunday of every month at Lost Weekend Video in San Francisco, California. GMF is produced by Will Scoville. You can find his narrative anthology podcast, Tales from the Swan Hotel, at soundcloud.com slash tenderindustries. For news, updates, and more, check out gimmefiction.net, at GMF Show on Twitter, and facebook.com slash gimmefiction. You can email us at gmfshow at gmail.com and can donate to the show through PayPal at the same address. I'm online at ivanhernandez.net and on Twitter at ivan underscore hernandez. Our theme song is provided by Power Pyramid, and you can check out more of their music at powerpyramid.bandcamp.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, you can rate and review us on the iTunes Store. This has been Gimme Fiction.